You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's Moitzei Shabbos Kodesh Erev, to Bishvat, Rosh Hashanah Lilonais, this must be Rizchadaraisa. And I mention Rosh Hashanah Lilonais not just because it is, but because when we talk about New Year's and we talk about what does it mean, the Shona for the for the Peiroisaritz, Rabbi Bechaffer reminds me that there is a New Year's custom that developed in Germany that has infiltrated into Eretz Yisrael uh, in a big, big way. A custom called Blei Gisin, which I had never heard of, but it sounds like it's a very big New Year's custom by the Germans, uh, going back probably, right, Rabbi Yisrael, probably, probably hundreds and hundreds of years. Maybe thousands to the Celts and the Romans. Yes. And somehow, by pouring lead into a pot, uh, over somebody's head and cooking it up, the person who is, uh, well, we'll talk first they cook it up, then they pour it over the head. First they cook the lid, then they yeah. pour it over the head, and somehow the shape, which is unique for each person, I guess, the way the lead shape develops after the the the, the heat of the of the fire, somehow says something about what that person's future is going to be for that year. And that this was... The Germans have to do it over the head. I think that's the Mekubalim or Mechadish does. Uh-huh. So now, uh, what Rabbi Yosef informs me, and we are now informing all of our wonderful Rizcha listeners, that this Hanhoga, which is based on the Navid Zora, perhaps, as Rabbi Yosef says, a thousand years of old, thousands years old, has now become a stock trade of a number of men and women who purport, report themselves to be uh, professional uh, Ayanahara removers. And some of them have actually stated that they are steeped in Kabbalah and everything that they do is based on Sifri Asoid. And I don't know if uh, one of them is the granddaughter of the all for the boss hero, Rabbi Herman. Uh, she, used to, she, used to, she used to say in her ads that she's the granddaughter of Chaim Pinchot Steinberg, and really she was uh, asked to remove that. So now she's just says the great. Uh, so she actually, she actually, actually is a descendant of both of yeah. Rabbi Herman and, of course, Rabbi Scheinberg. But the Rabbi Scheinberg family does not want to be connected. Yes, I'm a shy, I don't know for sure. Now, <laughs> and she is. Uh, there's a phone number you can call. Just remember, it's Israel time for you to have this done for you to get rid of the Ayanhara with Blagisen. I think maybe 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 she wants to do commercials on Rizcha Daraisa. I don't know. I think I could probably come up with something. If we could come up with something for succulent sausages, I think we could come up with something for <laughs> we'll do more than get the lead out. We're we going to be able with this type of lead, and we don't use the cheap tin that they use in Germany, because in Germany they've outlawed it because of lead poisoning. I guess they're not so worried about that. So basically what Adel Miller and Rabbi Yosef sent me another video from a Sephardi fellow. Rabbi, who seems to uh, Rabbi Mayor Maslati, who calls himself a Mayor Labrios. Uh, and and there is a video out there. I'm not going <laughs> to. I don't know. Maybe I guess Bismanim that uh, you know you're, you're indisposed. You might want to watch this video. It might help you because I 
I don't know. It might help you, Lisa Malcolm. I'm not sure because you definitely will will laugh and giggle with what this Rav Meir does because he's being interviewed. He's surrounded by pictures of the Babasali and others and uh, other great Mukubovim. And people are coming to him with their problems, with their tzoris, and they're sure that they either have an eye and horror on them, or as he says, uh, kishufim, kishufim, and tuma. Uh, I think the um, the videographer or the filmmaker who interviewed him uh, was told by this mayor that uh, he had tuma individuals residing all over, um, submitting themselves to this mayor's. Um, uh, machinations as he boils the lid as he shows them in the form what's going on uh, he has them repeat after him <clears throat> various Kabbalistic or semi-Kabbalistic phrases and, and he says it's remarkable it's not a, it's not a not a particular kavod. it's just quite matter of fact you know just well of course you have to repeat the words and he then um he has a very nice white tie or sort of a speckled tie. I don't know. <laughs> but um, he looks like he's eating well. Yeah, I think <laughs> Not exactly like the Baba Sali, even though he's got the Baba Sali's picture there. Of course, <laughs> he tells the uh, the filmmaker how steeped in Kabul he is, how he could see everything right away. Um, and what's also very troubling about this, that sounds like... <laughs> And, and 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 anecdotally, I've heard this from other people in Eretz Israel. People are searching again, <clears throat> like they did in the beginning of the of the twentieth century, for these um, spirit these these like pseudo spiritual um, options uh, for problems that we know are supposed to be dealt with with Avodas Hashem, with Tefillah, with working on yourself, with Bimekabel Eitzes from Chachomim. Instead. These fixes are being uh, served to people uh, as in, in some magical way, in a way that denigrates the source material that supposedly this comes from. And I think really, Rabbi Yosef, I think your point is, is that um, it, it's a very sorry commentary of where the lay mind is. But there's two things. There's 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 palms and... and um, and facial image. There's, in other words, the the lines on a person's face on their forehead, and that is found in the Zayar. And then there's the as- astrological yidias based on Tchunas Hanefesh and and things like that. However, I definitely um, I'm not going to go out there and say I can cure you and and change your life. I can tell you about yourself. I think that's something that many Rebbes have. And they use many, many uh, qualities to be able to figure that out. Um, and as Shlomo Yudha Rappaport, one of my uh, favorite Maskilim and Rabboni. Yeah, but Shlomo Yudha what about what's so in my mind? He wrote a whole expose about, wasn't that his name? Was the whole expose about the Mizritra Magid? It's not a, Shlomo Maiman's biography talks about, and you're right, he, 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 he sort of lampoons what was going on in Mizrich when he went to visit there. But and Rappaport, in a similar fashion, when he tried to convince Yaakov Bodek uh, in the beginning of the 19th century not to join the Chassidim, uh, he writes that a person who sees enough people in pain and hears enough stories 
develops a sort of preternatural ability that it seems like to detect what's really going wrong and what's wrong with them, what's the, what bothers them. Um, and it's true, if you see enough people and you have a, a gift for listening and noticing, you will be able to determine, oh, you you probably have this problem before they even speak. Or you might be able to tell that a woman is pregnant even before she herself knows, or be able to talk about someone's anger of something that's going on with their children. It's it's a it's a very calculated hunch or a guess, and maybe some of it is part of what the Israeli security forces do when they sort of profile people and figure out what's really going on with them. So you know, I, I do think there's an element of that which is is really accurate, and and we need more of that. We don't have, but what you you are talking about is people who are in pain and distress. And want to use magical options to uh, relieve that stress. Now we know, of course, you know we can talk about. I think we should quote here. Rabbi Arya Kaplan has a fundamental piece on astrology and horoscopes, and immortality, resurrection, the age of the universe, in which he says there is uh, was a chacham shabtai in Shlomo who did horoscopes, but uh, astrology and used them in order to, like you said, to talk about the gurchas and nefesh and the tchunas of the people whom he met, but he would not use it ever to predict the future uh, or try and cure maladies because that is a but the truth is that you know, the question is where you draw the line between this Narish Shavu, the Zora practice, or Blagisin, and the, uh, the, the Babacha Rebbe telling somebody to check their mezuzahs. The Blagisin and the things that, that we, that we are, have been talking about are um that don't really help your Avedis Hashem. They don't in any way upgrade your Shemir Um Now, as Rav Chaim Kanyevsky would say often, when people came to him with problems in their in, 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 a, in a various limb or some illness, he would tell them to learn Hilchas Treifas or something's going on with their hands. So he would tell them to learn Hilchas Natilas Yadayim. Or if he if there was something wrong with their feet, he would tell them to learn Mesechtas Chagiga and the Halachas of Aliyah Regel. So again, was Rav Chaim zeroing in on something? Was it Shechidim and Aberis Mitech Well, at the end of the day, the person learns more the person's more committed. The person is, in a sense, different spiritually, religiously, and intellectually. Whereas what we're talking about here is snake oil. What we're talking about here is basically submitting yourself to snake oil. Now, again, obviously, people are going to listen. So you're saying gonna... that checking the mezuzahs has to do more with enhancing one's abodes Hashem. That's why it's different. Because we would assume, Rabbi Yasef, that a pagam in your Maisa mitzvahs mm-hmm. probably Kabbalistically means that the shefa that that should be flowing towards you. And the shefa can be many, many things. It could be parnos, it could be brios, it could have it could be behirus hadas, is affected by the fact that your kiyama mitzvahs are not done properly. Mm-hmm. So therefore. If there's something that's connected to an essential aspect that's makif you, like mezuzah is, which represents your bias and the aramakif around you, so it makes sense that the pagam might be there. Whereas, as we as we've been saying, and I'm trying to say it in many different iterations, here 
what's happening is basically we are taking you to the cleaners. Um, you think that there's the, the, this neighbor upstairs doesn't like you, is jealous of you, is is is, is causing you problems. Okay, so I've taken the iron horror. She doesn't have any power of you anymore. And I had, was trying to get a brocha from Rav Chaim. And I bumped into Rabbi Yankov Gawinsky. And I spoke with him, and I had met him a number of times before. And he turned to me and he said, in Yiddish, you know, it's Poshu, does the other ayin hora it's clear that there's an Ayanhara. The Ayanhara is stark after the year. And he was looking at me and he said to me that uh, I got I have to go get uh Chachomim, and I have to get them to lift this Ayanhara off me. Um and I was shocked. <laughs> I was really shocked because I was just I you know, I met him and he looked Yes, yes. I think yes. I think he was a Lizbach. I it's hard for me to believe that. Yes, he said. He says maybe, maybe think the wrong guy. It was Rabbi Yankel Galinsky, I'm telling you. And it was Poshet that he the, the, I have to tell you that I was it, it rocked me to my boots that this man who was definitely a, a big Ivad Hashem and tremendous chuyas and uh, in terms of uh, how many people he has touched in Messiah with his beautiful Magidus. But when he told me that I had the Ayanara on me and on my family, and that's the reason all this stuff is happening, and I had to be maester that Ayanara, I got very scared. And before I left Eretz Yisrael, I did take a trip up to see Rab David Abachatzeira. And Rab David told me there's no Ayanara on me. And maybe he took it off. I don't know. <laughs> but it is scary when someone of, of his reputation, Galinsky's and others, they tell you I have this Ayanara. It's another thing when... I, I find it very disturbing. What do you find disturbing? That he told me that? Yes, he told you, go take a Ryan Hara, then, then say, you know, be, okay, even if you believe you have an Ryan Hara on you, be misogynist something in your life as opposed to going through some sort of, you know, the, the people for a voodoo, voodoo ritual. Well, that's what he told me I needed it, to There's do. no voodoo ritual for the Ryan Hara ever described in any Gemara. There are many rituals describing more for other things, but not for Ayanara. Look, I believe in Ayanara. All right. I believe in Ayanara. My grandmother put me to sleep every night and blew on me. And that is what I remember from the time I've been two years old. That that she would sit with me after she sang me a lullaby. She would sit there for about an hour and a half, blowing away the the Sitra Achra, Ayanara. Uh right. Shouldn't be nitfas there, so I believe in it. I and I don't think it's just. Uh, you know, I don't know if you do. And Chazal talk about it, uh, and we and we, we I'm, and, I and we daven for this every day. I mean, it's in our tefillahs. I believe should. in it in the rational way that Rav Dessler and others explain it, which is that uh, if somebody looks at you askance and there is something wrong with you, that it's more kitchu than shemayim. But being more kitchu than shemayim is not solved by then going to some necromancer. So remove it. There's a future in Shemayim because there's something which you have to be masaking, not something where somebody else can lift up from you. Well, again, by in, in, in the European uh, uh, way of looking at it, one of the reasons, and you could say this is your fault, Dayanhara develops because you allowed the Dvarim Toivim about yourself to be boilate. And even today, in, in the best Mishpachas, how many kids do you have uh, uh, enough, right? Uh, you don't want to say. You don't want to say, right? 
this is in the idea of Ayn Har is clearly entrenched in in even the most I think rational straightforward. No, does not hold it. I'm talking about the present day Welt oh, of the Shia Okay, world, we don't have any right? rationalists. So okay, all, all right, good. Yeah. Slifkin is not worried about Ayanara so much. Yeah. But I think most of the Welt of the Yeshiva world, the people, our listeners, are probably scared in some way that they don't want to get an Ayanara, right? I don't want to give myself an Ayanara. It's, 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 it's part of our conditioning. But I think it's a whole new plane when we're talking about uh, paying people to get rid of the Ayanara. And or this fellow, this mayor La'ilam, talks about the Kishufim, that it's not just Ayanara, but there's actual spells and magic spells that have been placed on people. And, you know, it's Black History Month now. And I think it's probably worth saying that there's it's, there's a racial undertone to what this threat that's being elevated here. This threat of Kishuf supposedly comes in Eretz Yisrael, from the Ethiopian Jews. That the Ethiopian according Jews... To the mayor, this yes, that these Ethiopians, it's well known, he says, have brought with their pseudo-Judaism all sorts of magical spells and things, and they have unleashed it in many ways against their enemies or people they don't like. And there's Kishufim everywhere. And it's only him and people of his ilk, who have studied the Kabbalah, they're able to somehow get rid of this Kishuf. Now, again, we could have a whole Rizcha or perhaps a different type of program about Kishuf and what Kishuf means. But I think the idea that the problems that are that are being faced by people is because they have a whammy on them that somebody has used voodoo and magic to stifle them and that this is a way to get rid of it. I think this is very troubling, especially as this video indicates, and maybe you'll post it on your, on your blog spot, how people can watch it. Um, it, 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 it seems like it's other Ethiopian families that are also being, uh, you know, hoodwinked into this. So not only is it sort of like, you know, like undermining the, the, the great nobility of what the Ethiopians uh, suffered and, 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 and how they committed themselves to a, a form of Judaism, which is true. It's, it's not what we know, but it's definitely, as Ramosha says, that they feel in every single fiber of their being, their yadus, and, and we're mechuyiv to, to be matzel them. And Ramosha says, even if it's klapi shmaya galya, that, that they aren't, descendants of Jews and they're not Jews Batsim, you're Mukhuyev to be Matsalim. You're Mukhuyev to to which sounds from Ramosha's uh, psak that you'd actually you could actually be Machal Shabbos for them, even no matter what. Even if right not just because it's a suffix suffix pikuach nefesh. He says even if it was Vadai. So the point is these are people that you know we could talk about the black history in America, but I think if we talk about the black history of of the Jews of Ethiopia and the Jews that have come, we have to extol and be maktish and, and 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 wonder of how tremendous it is. And here, I think what we're what we're seeing is this sort of like snide um, uh, assumption. This that well, that they're bringing their 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 devil, you know, their their deviltry into our holy country, and we need to somehow wipe it out. 
And uh, again, I, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I think it's easy to pray when you can discover another. It's easy to 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 get sucker someone in to this type of attitude when you could point. Well, you can see, well, come on, I have nothing against them, but you know that they've got this magic. And okay, look, you know, they they suffered for hundreds and hundreds of years being oppressed and starving and just wanted to get to Jerusalem and and trying to keep what they thought was the Torah, and they and they still believe, but you know what? They the, the, there's an alien root that has taken uh that has started to grow here in Eretz Yisrael, and we need to 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 wipe it out. So methinks that there is an element of this that uh, that these snake oil salesmen are using. It's always easy to 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 spread fear by creating a sense of 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 pirud and pizur bane the different parts of Claudius Row. Anyway, I'm not well, sure. If- the bottom line is, I think that uh, I I agree with everything you said, but uh, which is of course very rare. But um, <laughs> the, the idea of uh, uh, this maybe is, you have maybe you have some magic on you. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I something. Ma- I was in Orlando. I went through magic. Oh, it, it, you know what? I'm looking at you. I can see that it's on you. It's, now that I'm looking at you and you stop chuckling, I can see something's happening. I think you have the whammy on you. Somebody, yeah. I didn't put it on you, but somebody put it on you. I That's think you right. better you better get some. <laughs> you better get it, take it off. I don't know. You yeah, need some. Better heat up some tin quickly. Yes. Um, so the uh, you need the, real lead though for me though. I, I think, I think this, this. I don't think the tin's going to work to get it off. If we talk about uh, the, the pure litvisher uh, mahalach, which um, then you know we have on the one hand the Hasidim who places over emphasis on Otsah Zero Vatola and how it's the root of all evil and everything has to be geared, especially during the time of Shoivavim, to eradicating this menace from uh, from ourselves. And on the other hand, from uh, we have from the, uh, the, the 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 I don't know how it got to the, to the Eidot Mizrach from German Abodizora uh, to Rebbe Miller, who was supposed should be from a distinguished Litvish family, but we have all these um, uh, other people who have put Kishuv and Tuma as a major issue in their lives, and uh, really the approach which we have, which I believe is very much from the Gra, is that Tomitim uh, Shemul even to the extent that the girl didn't want to take any Megidim, because that was a problem in his uh, own Avodah Sashem. So the uh, idea of uh, to our rational approach towards Charva Oynish, and towards Bitochon, uh, and towards uh, how to deal with uh, to the extent that they exist, and how to deal with Tuma itself to the extent that it exists, is much more appealing and much more uh, rational and I think much more in line with what we'd expect of an almighty God who has, uh, who has told us in the Torah many times about being good and being bad and what the ramifications are and never warns us about uh, the mystical and magical aspects of the various different things. And uh, I don't see how these other forms of Judaism are appealing to anybody. Well, uh, there is a certain drama, and there's also it doesn't really take that much work, right? First of all, there's a narrative, and we all look for narratives. And if a narrative can be can fit in to your prejudice about the neighbor upstairs or the black family down the road, <laughs> that's a pretty good narrative to accept. Um, but I, I, I do want to, to say that there are 
enough stories, whether it's in Shifchei Abesht or what Rav Chalap uh, describes from Rav Kook, uh, how he performed an exorcism. Uh, yes. So, yes. But you know what? Even if you leave those stories are true, and I'm willing to accept that they're true, but we see there's a just like we have a tremendous U.S. virus in the last just 150 years or so from uh, from uh, in terms of and I'm sure the Menachem and Mechashem today are also, you know, the Katli Kanya Ba'agma. And therefore, that's why we don't have, we don't have true exorcisms happening on a regular basis. And we don't have true Dibukim coming around on a regular basis. Because this is a door of, you know, the door of Ikhwas Adam And everything is down by the heels. Both the Kachos Akadusha and the Kachos Atuma. So people who give credence to these ideas of Kachos Atuma. Are actually doing themselves in, like the Marm Sachem says, Yeah, okay, this is an interesting theory that you have that you feel that the same way we don't have the Gedalim that we once had and the levels of Kedusha that we don't once had, so what did the Kechasatum are watered down? And therefore, it's like the smartphones that should distract the Tamida I'm sure the smartphones distract the Menachim as well. There's <laughs> Captain Kishif. I'm not sure what we're going to call, you know, this Adel Miller. I guess maybe we can call her, you know, you know, um, you know, um, wonders woman, me- metal girl. I don't know. She's the, she's the, she's metal woman. Um, you know, look, I. <laughs> <laughs> when he takes that frying pan and he says, "Oh, that's a good pizza." Oh boy, that 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 little spark, yeah. And then and then when he and then the the image that's like left in the pan, I know it looks like some day old omelet. And then he starts saying that, "Okay, this is this is the face of your enemy. Look, it's a man. It's a woman. You can tell. Uh, now you can tell who this is." Uh, but however, you know, again, what I see here, and I think maybe my risk is, why aren't Gedele Yisrael saying this is Avodah Zara, this is Oynos uh, in terms of stealing from people? That's Maman. Oynos Maman. That's what I'm saying. This is Mamish Geneva. These people should be writ- written out of town on a rail. They should they. Again, there should the same way all these Pashkavilim about people in Beit Shemesh who are, have their sleeves too short and have let Sfardim into their schools and etc. And Mishpait and Mevav these people who are, are, are the ones who are taking advantage of 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 the unlearned, taking advantage really of people, the de- the people who are desperate. These people should be called out. They should be called out for what they are. And in Akinami, I'm, I'm sensitive to the fact that you need to make parnosa, but not in a way that 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 basically uh, hoodwinks, robs, um, and is is metamtem the moichim of of the, the only answer I could say is it must be that they have a little bit of drisus harego even among the people who would be writing these. Uh, these haramim or azharas. It must be that in the area of whether it's B'nai Brak, Yerushalayim, it must be that there's a decent amount of people who believe that these type of trufas, these type of hanhogais, somehow are 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 meyusid on on dvarim amitim and are part of Tyrus. I remember when I was learning in 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 Mir, and there were a number of 
uh, students that were soiva from hepatitis, that it was an, it was not a secret at all that they had gone to a, a special house in Meir Sharib where pigeons... Which doctor? Which doctor? <laughs> yes, uh, I, where pigeons were, were basically put onto their torso and the pigeons walked around and were able I thought to... They sucked, I thought they sucked the bile out of the navel. I, as far as I know, they walked on... I didn't know that they actually peck in the navel. I don't know. But somehow the pigeons absorbed... By 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 doing this sort of little walk around on, on on the person's chest, they would somehow be able to absorb the uh, the bile and were able to return this person uh, to his blood platelets in the normal way. Now this was done, and and nobody thought different about it. Now I have to tell you, I remember also there was a, a person in 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 my time in Eretz Yisrael that submitted to Bankis. And of course, we know Bankis was another... Well, that uh, was, I think that that was going to be medical at some point. Right. But again, you know, the idea of cupping, of using these, uh, these, these heated cups that would also uh, be attached to the person's uh, skin in a way to draw out uh, the, the negative powers there, and again, you know, I, I, I think that that there's a reason why it's growing. I think the earth there is still fertile enough. And that might be the reason why we don't have the type of reaction. We don't have this type of condemnation because there's 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 enough of this still present there. Now, I'm not saying... By the way, I looked it up. The treatment, which has become popular in the Egyptian countryside in this article... If I was holding the backside of a young pigeon after removing its feathers on the patient's navel until the bird dies. Practitioner claims a bird pigeon was usually three or four weeks old, dies after absorbing the virus into his body. Yes, I have to tell you, the person who told me he saw it said he saw the pigeons collapse. Uh, so they say that they actually did, um, they actually checked into that. I did not know this. And tests on the pigeons involved in this practice show they had died from choking. The birds had chest fractures caused by holding them tightly. Aha, uh-huh. so I guess that's why they died. But the person told me that he saw the pigeons collapse afterwards. So, who's Kenneth Zogan? I think, though, my point, I think, is a valid one. That there's a reason why there isn't, like, a mass sense that we have to be ma'akar this, this alien route from Klal Yisrael. Because I think... Yeah, the pigeons are not as bad, right? The pigeons are... It's ostensibly a medical cure. I mean, it's a, probably a bogus medical cure, but somebody came up with this idea that it's a medical cure at some point, probably thousands of years ago. And uh, they're practicing it since. Now, it's like any other ancient medicine we know is now effective. But I don't think it's a tissue thing. Yes. Well, again, it, 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 what we're talking about is like what the Rambam says in his Parashah Mishnayos and Shabbos, that that it, it seems to work, but there's no safe way to explain why it can work. No, no cause and effect. And therefore, it oh, would be usher because of the Archaea yeah. So even though, and 
Unless it's Takabodakumanusa, the Rashbatal is if it's Bodakumanusa that's working, so that can't be Osra Al Starki Amuri. Ah, you don't understand it. Well, there's a lot of things we don't understand. And and that I think, you know, even uh, supposedly a proclaimed rationalist like yourself will have to say there might be things out there that sound as hilarious and ridiculous, but there really is some sort of side. I don't think, I think we could both be confident in saying the idea of being Masalik. The Ayanara or the Kishif through this uh this Blygisen does sound like you know and again maybe we'll be proved wrong if there's no people- it's, uh, yeah I'm sure, now maybe we'll have droves of listeners will come and say back offers in La La Land if he thinks this doesn't work. But uh <laughs> yes, it, yes it, if there's anybody he- out there who's had Blygisen done to them. And uh, please, we'd like to have you on the program. And uh, yeah, I'm. And if you're I, looking I, for somebody, don't waste your money in Adel Miller. You can go to the German Avodah practitioners. Yeah, you you never know. I don't know what the. Uh, I'm not sure what the rate of exchange with the uh, yeah. <laughs> w- with the with the Deutsche Mark is compared to the dollar, but. It's possible. It's possible. So, my friends, we wish you, of course, the uh, a, a wonderful Tubishvat, a Rosh Hashanah. We be left of Ayn Har and Kishu. Uh, yes, and and as the with the Tzmicha Seilonis should be a Simen Simen Barocha, whatever sort of uh, sap that has starting to rise and creating only. Take everybody. Catch you next week. Be well. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.